Hello and welcome to Never Seen It, a podcast about movies we haven't seen yet. I'm one of your hosts, Betsy, and with me is my co-host and husband, Trent. Hi, I'm with you. You are with me. Uh, We're back from our little break. Uh, We took a little vacation and we're back now recording our next episodes. No break for you guys. No break uh, for you guys. (laughs) It's been a while since we've done this, so bear with us. (laughs) We forget how this works sometimes. Uh, We are watching another new movie today that neither of us have watched. Uh, We are watching The Batman. The Batman. Now, uh, mostly we just haven't gotten around to seeing this one yet, uh, but right before we went on our trip, we noticed it was going to be showing up on HBO, so we figured, well, now's as good a time as any. (laughs) Yeah. So, Betsy, let's talk a a little bit about our, our history with the Batman movies. Right. So I think I have a much more in-depth knowledge of Batman as a franchise than you do. Yes. I think uh, it would shock some people to hear that there are several of these iterations of Batman that you've never watched. Correct. Uh, So I have only ever seen the first Michael Keaton movie once. (laughs) A few years ago. A few years ago. Because I made you watch it. Yes. Betsy was incensed, and of course, this is before we had a podcast, so yeah. (laughs) But that means that you, of course, have not seen Batman Returns. I haven't seen Batman Returns. I have seen, uh, what is it? It's Batman and Robin with... um, With Schwarzenegger? With Schwarzenegger and Clooney Clooney as Batman. I have seen that one. Okay. It's It's been since it was new. But you haven't seen Forever with Val Kilmer. I haven't seen Batman Forever. I've seen clips mainly of like Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Okay. Um, but I haven't seen the movie from beginning to end. Okay. And I've also seen the uh, 1960s Adam West movie okay. of Batman. Okay. Which is very, very different tonally from what I think we're oh, about yeah. to watch. <laughs> very much so. Um, and we are also very familiar with the Christopher Nolan oh, trilogy yeah. of Batman. Yes. But we haven't seen the newest one with uh, no. with Ben Affleck. No, we haven't, we haven't seen, haven't seen Bat- Batfleck. <laughs> Batfleck. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that kind of covers our history with yeah. this character. So kind of hit and miss as far as the property goes. Some of them have been very good. Some Mm -hmm. of them have been underwhelming. We're very familiar with the Christopher Nolan ones, uh, which are tremendous movies. Absolutely. And this is coming on the heels of the Justice League Batman Mm -hmm. just a few years ago. Yeah. So I think you and I were both kind of surprised that they were already doing another one of these. Mm -hmm. What are your immediate thoughts about it being Robert Pattinson? So we haven't really covered a whole lot of Robert Pattinson movies. In fact, we haven't covered any of them. And I've only ever seen one. Being? The first Twilight. Okay. Once. You've seen it once. (laughs) So I can't really give you too much of a background of Robert Pattinson other than what I've seen of him in like the types of movies that he's been doing. I haven't seen the movies, but the types of movies that he's been cast in. He has been doing a lot more serious, like, not quite just, like, brooding, but more, this is serious acting. Right. He has very much gotten away from the Twilight series intentionally. Yes. <laughs> very. He has made very pointed choices. Yeah. And I think he's probably the, the one out of that franchise that has come out the most unscathed. 
except for Kristen Stewart, because she just got nominated for a fucking Oscar. Right. I think they're both actually really good actors. They just had the unfortunate luck of yeah. ending up in something like Twilight. Uh, but yeah, I think he was a sort of surprising choice, but also not. Um, just because, like I said, they, yeah. they're... Casting him in strange things. It seems like he wanted a challenge. Right. I don't think that you go in auditioning to be a Batman unless you really, really want to be Batman. And Ben Affleck really wanted to be Batman. He really did. And he got it. Yeah. Lucky us. <laughs> <laughs> now that's me not having seen him. Maybe he's better than I give him credit for. But for the most part, from what we've seen and heard of the DC pile of movies... Yeah, We've talked you, about it before. <laughs> we're not DC people. And again, we have nothing against Batman as a character, Superman as a character. But the execution of those movies just seems lazy. Fair enough. But, anyway. but here we are now in 2022. Yet another Batman. This is number like 726 <laughs> of Batman in our lifetime alone. Yes. It's the, what, third one just in the last decade? Yeah. Something like that. We were uh, just talking about Fantastic Four. They're going to be making another uh, Fantastic Four. We'll, we'll get into troop. Fantastic Four some <laughs> other day. Uh, but yeah, we're we're doing another Batman. Yeah. Uh, it's another dark and brooding Batman, which is, mm -hmm. you know, Batman. So Trent, yes. what do you know about this version of the Batman? Of the character himself or of, of the, the movie? Of the movie. The movie, okay. So we already talked about Robert Pattinson. This is more of a dark and brooding Batman. Emo Batman. <laughs> yeah. And I know like some of the villains that are going to be in it. Uh, the Penguin, played by Colin Farrell, is I think the most interesting choice. Because we first saw like a teaser or a trailer or something. A picture or something. Something. With Colin Farrell in his makeup. And he is unrecognizable. Correct. It's unbelievable what they did to him. Mm -hmm. So I'll be interested to see how that translates when he's actually like talking and moving and right. speaking. <laughs> and I really don't know anything about the character of the penguin. Because it's he's like, a villain. He's like pre-penguin though, isn't he? I think it's I don't know. like before the transformation kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, I know the Riddler is in it. Mm -hmm. I don't know who he's played by. I do, but since you don't know, I'm not going to say it. Right off the top of my head, I don't know. Okay. I know Andy Serkis plays Alfred. Mm -hmm. um, an interesting choice for him because he's not the t he's not like the old man that I pr that I picture as an Alfred. That's okay. Yeah. He's also a younger Batman though, so I mean it kind of True. checks out. <laughs> True. I, yeah, I'm curious to see how he plays it. Mm -hmm. If he's gonna be like the the uppity butler type, or if he's gonna be an actual character. I love Andy L like, Serkis. <laughs> like, like how Michael Caine did his his uh, Alfred. Right. He was an actual character. Yes. I think he will be in this because Andy Serkis is a great actor. Yeah. Very underrated and underutilized. So I'm happy to Agreed. see he has an actual role in this movie. Give Andy Serkis an Oscar. Damn it. A lifetime achievement Oscar in motion capture at the very one least. Day. One, one day. One day. One day he'll get his. Um <laughs> And then finally, the only other person I know in it is Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Right. Now, I also understand that she has a much, much bigger role in this movie than a Catwoman normally has. Yeah, I think they're kind of on an even playing field. Yeah. The two of them. Um, but as far as like actual plot, I don't really know what happens here. I don't know a damn thing. 
there's villains and Batman yeah. and brooding and emo. It's also a long movie. <laughs> it is. And I think Batman movies kind of have to be long because you have to shove in so many characters. I just hope that we do the route of... Let's not rehash the past. I don't need another introduction to Batman. Just drop me in the middle. I know the story. Right. I I know his parents were killed in an alley by murderers and he found the Batman the Batcave and yeah. he becomes a vigilante. Fine. And he's a, you know, hmm. billionaire playboy. I get it. I don't need them to rehash that again. Now, if they do it well, I think the way they did it in Batman Begins was a very effective introduction. I guess. Because, oh man, we just talked about this in the Hulk movie from 2008. They just completely glossed over how Bruce Banner became the Hulk. Completely. Yeah. And I think they, they did it in a very bad way. In this, I'm hoping that they at least address it because this Batman movie might actually be someone's first. There's always new kids out there who are discovering Batman for the first time and this is their first one. Hopefully that's a good experience because, like I said, it's been really hit and miss. And I yeah. think some of them are actually a little underrated. Some of them are rated appropriately and in that they're garbage. <laughs> but at least they're fun garbage. Like, I right. love Batman and Robin. It is absolute trash. It right. is by far the worst one. Right. And I don't fucking care. It's so stupid. I love it. <laughs> it really depends on what you're going for. Are you going for the camp of the 60s and 70s right. type, of, type of stuff? Or are you going back into the Nolan universe? Yeah. Or where... the 1930s like original noir Batman. Yeah. yeah. Like where do you want to fall? So mm -hmm. I think this one falls more to that. I'm curious to see uh, how it is. Any other thoughts? Anything else you've heard about this one? No, I, I understand that these these two, uh, Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz, are fantastic in it. I haven't really heard about anybody else. Okay. Well, we're going to go now and check it out. We're going to watch The Batman, and we will be right back. We're back. So that was the Batman, Trent. The Batman? The Batman. The Batman. The Batman. What were your thoughts about the Batman? That was very impressive. Yeah. I think that is the most intense Batman movie <laughs> I've seen in a very long time. <laughs> yeah. They keep your attention. Jesus, that was intense. Like, <laughs> I was unnerved. Yeah. Many moments in this movie. This is kind of a horror movie. It's noir. It's what I, I said. This yes. is noir. Yeah. This is, you're right, a little bit horror. Uh, it's a mystery. It's a detective story. It, Batman, it's noir. Batman is a detective. Yes. And he should be portrayed as such. Yes. This is true noir. Yeah. Like the guy with the dark backstory and mm -hmm. the femme fatale and you know he's and, and narrating the, his and own the grovelly life. <laughs> narration of his own life well and of course when they say this is called the batman this is all almost entirely batman he's not bruce wayne almost at all in this movie mm -hmm. so 
I the fact get that the he, title. Yeah, the fact that he is Bruce Wayne is kind of secondary to the it's plot. It's inconsequential. <laughs> until he's very important to the plot. Right, right. And you think that, oh, shit, people know who he is. But then no. it kind of turns out, no, 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 they're just crazy. They're yeah. just crazy. Your identity is still safe. The only person who knows that you're Batman is Alfred. At this point. At this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... I, I thought that the acting was really, really good. The mm-hmm. action sequences were really awesome. The, the look. The look was the really style. solid. style. Like, everything is dark. Fuck, it was so dark and wet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Everything was wet. Everything was kind of dark and red and, like, Black everything and was red in the shadow. Themes. Yeah. Man. Je- yeah, it, it is stylish as hell. And I think that was, they, they nailed what they were going for here. Right. They they have really gone back to the original source material. Yeah. And this is not campy Batman. There's no camp here at all. <laughs> There's like one like ha-ha funny There's like scene. some winky jokes, sort of. <laughs> like I, I mentioned. Quips. Yeah, like it's it's mainly with Catwoman. Right. Like she doesn't have her like catty attitude no pun intended uh until like the middle of the movie and towards the end mm-hmm. like she even says well what do you do live in a cave yeah, yeah. so there's like little moments like that but it's more of a <laughs> it's <laughs> just not, little references yeah it's not laugh out loud hilarious uh so the person i i knew was in this movie that obviously you hadn't remembered was paul dano paul dano did you remember once he showed up that that was who was in this so i was kind of on the imdb page just kind of looking people up and i saw his face there and i'm like oh yeah that's right i remember he was in the movie mm-hmm. but i don't know in what capacity Got it. So, and you don't see his face until he's caught. No, no. And of course, when he gets caught, he wants to be caught. Yeah. And uh, our listeners who may may have listened to our last episode by the name of Prisoners. Our recent episode. Recent yep. episode. Uh, we raved about Paul Dano as, as an actor. I'm telling you, they have some, yep. in this movie, the thing... One of the things this movie, The Batman, has going for it yeah. is they have some really incredible character actors yes. in this movie. And I said it in Prisoners, and I will say it again. Paul Dano is an incredible character actor. Mm-hmm. He's awesome in this movie. He is. Another really fantastic character actor, and you might not think of him as that, but he is Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. Colin Farrell he has become that. Has become a character actor. He has the capacity to be a leading man, but when he is at his best, when he is really in his element, mm-hmm. it is when he is playing fucking characters. Like in this, in Horrible Bosses, mm-hmm. in Bruges, he is so good when he is just doing something really niche and off-putting. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, if I did not know this was him, could have fooled me. There was only one singular moment where I saw him through the makeup. Really? One moment. And it was, oh man, I think it was at the end when he's going to pull out his gun to try to shoot Falcone. I could see it right there and at no other point in the movie did I hear him or see him. No, it's weird. He's got an accent 
because he's Irish. So for him, yeah. he can do really amazing American accents, and he's doing like yeah. a like a New York thing here, mm-hmm. and it's very solid. Like he doesn't slip when he commits to his accent. He's mm-hmm. very very good, which is why I'm saying he is an incredible character actor because between the makeup and the accent. Like, if you stare at his eyes long enough when he's not doing crazy eyes, you it can was, tell it's him. It was his, his mouth. Yeah. More than anything else, that's what I saw. Okay. Uh, and some of the other actors in this movie, you've got John Turturro shows up. Yeah. I didn't know he was in this movie. Not, or if I did, I forgot. Not a clue. And he's another one of those guys that can do really serious things, but when he's in his element is when he's playing kind of over-the-top people. Mm-hmm. This, he's playing it pretty straight. But again, it takes a really talented actor to play the villain. And, and I would say, just based on what I know about this character, you can tell that he is, like, holding back. Like, mob bosses like this, they, they kind of have to keep it under wraps. They're, they're raged, they're, they're criminal mentality, whatever. Like, they have to, otherwise they're going to get busted. Yeah. And that and, dude's like a true psychopath. Right, and there's there's just stuff burning in the back of his of his mind mm-hmm. that is there. Like we see it. Yeah, we see it come to out. The surface. We yeah, we see it come out once, and that's all it takes. Yep. Yeah. He he's easily triggered. Yeah. When under pressure. <laughs> and we've also got another character actor, Jeffrey Wright. He's playing a uh, Lieutenant Gordon. He's not Commissioner Gordon yet. He will. I'm sure he will eventually be in the right. Batman Two. Yes, which, which they just announced is happening. <laughs> yes. Um. So he's playing uh, Commissioner. Uh, I keep calling him Commissioner. He's playing Gordon. Let's say J- Jim Gordon. And with with him and, and a bunch of other people, they're not actually doing the thing that they've done with a lot of other Batman movies. How do you mean? They are just assuming that you know who these people are. Well, it's like I said in the intro. Like yeah. we, we did not get mm-hmm. the how he becomes Batman mm-hmm. story. We don't We're get the entire backstory. It. Yeah, we don't get in the entire backstory. He has been the Batman for two years. Yep. He's got the scars to prove it. Right. So we're jumping in the middle. Yeah. And... He is on a quest for vengeance. And and up to this point, he hasn't really encountered any of the big bad villains. He's just, just been going after small-time crimes. The, the way they describe it, yeah, that's yeah. the assumption here. Yeah. And the big uh, thing that has happened already outside of his watch was the Maroney crime family or whatever. Right. Maroney got taken down. Right. So... He, that wasn't even on his watch. That was before his time, basically. Right, right. So the, the the real cops, the DA, and all the all those people got together and took down this this big crime boss, and it was a huge, huge drug bust, like the biggest in the in the history of Gotham. Yep. They keep talking about it. Well, and it's the same. Like these were names that are familiar to me because of the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Yes. Like I remember hearing Falcone and yep. Maroni and all yep. those names. Yep. So. These are definitely characters that are reused mm-hmm. um, and clearly significant to the overall Batman story. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things that I didn't know, and I don't know if this was changed for this story or this is just a piece of information I didn't have, is that Arkham is his mother's family? I guess. So there's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. His parents, Thomas and Martha. Yeah. Thomas Wayne, 
in this world was running for mayor and he he buries a story about mm -hmm. his mother's family, the Arkhams. Right. And of course, it's Arkham Asylum. And that's right. the only context I have for yeah. that. Right. But yeah, did you know that? No, I did not. So I don't know if that's like I know canon Arkham, or... I know Arkham is a big, big name in this world, but I didn't kind of put it together that it's related to the Wayne family at all. And like I'm saying, I don't know if that's canon or if that's just part of no this idea. movie. No idea. Interesting. Well, we'll have to look into that later because that was the probably the newest information to me out of this movie as far as like all the Batman things I've seen. Like, sure. I know the overall story otherwise, you know. His parents were billionaires and they were murdered yeah. and he's an orphan and he grows up with Alfred. Right. And, and they were very much philanthropists. They were yeah. the good guys. Mm -hmm. And the story is they were gunned down outside of a show and a theater, a theater of some kind. And Bruce was there to witness it. Right. And in this movie, they say it's because... His dad asked Falcone yeah. to s help him crush the story. So right. a reporter was going to out his mom as being like in and out of institutions and their sure. whole family. There's like a whole scandal or whatever. Right. And he asks the wrong guy to help him mm -hmm. and he ends up murdering the reporter. Right. So Falcone murders the reporter. Right. And there's and, a st there's a story fed to Bruce yeah. about his dad, and implying that he wanted the reporter dead. Right, because he's isn't getting true. it from Falcone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which isn't true because Falcone he actually wanted to have something on the Wayne family. Yes. He wanted to be able to hold something over their head. Right, because that, that's the, his the reporter, whole thing. Yeah, and the reporter was just going to put it out there because he's a reporter. That's and what he's they do. Dig, and he's digging up dirt. He's doing his job. <laughs> exactly. So Falcone wanted to have that over his head and not have the reporter put it out. Because if that information is just out, it's not valuable to anybody but the opponents of the, of, of the opposing political person. Right. Yeah. Anyone running against him. Yes. But being a mob boss, he wants that power yes. over him. And, he, and, he and, he's a, and he's a very important person to have power over. Right. Yeah. And then, of course, they say later that it basically boils down to the Waynes wouldn't play nice with him. So he, he yeah. put out a hit on him. Right. So that's this is all stuff where and they, they even say it in this movie where when Falcone is giving Bruce this story mm -hmm. and when Alfred is giving his interpretation of the story, mm -hmm. they both say, if only I could prove it. I, I'm not right, sure. Right. So they still leave room for the audience to go, wait, so what happened? Right. <laughs> so they play with it a little bit in that regard. Uh, but the otherwise the story is, is the same. Uh, so yeah, our big villain here of course is the Riddler. Yeah. And we start the movie with him killing the mayor, the current mayor who is running for re-election. Mm -hmm. That scene was fucking scary. Like him looking through the, the, the binoculars and no, whatnot? No, when he just appears in the darkness in oh, his okay. apartment. And then he's just standing there breathing creepily in his leather mask. Yeah. And the mayor doesn't notice him there. Yeah. And he attacks him. And the... Okay. So I want to say one specific thing. The score in this movie 
is fucking unnerving. It's creepy as hell. It is creepy and effective. I was like holding my <laughs> breath half Starting, of this movie. Except for the Ave Maria. It was creepy when they used that too. <laughs> well, at the end, yes, when when the when um, the Riddler was singing it, yes. Well, yes. But my my point is, it was a little out of sorts to start the movie, big red text, the Batman, and then Ave Maria starts playing. The, That's a little weird. Okay, the music overall was overall, very effective. I completely agree with you. The, it, overall, and now I understand why people were up in arms about Nirvana. So yeah, tell me about this. What were people saying about Nirvana? So they played the the Nirvana song "Something in the Way" a couple of times, and this is a it. I from my understanding, it it is a song that was never a single from Nirvana. It was just on the Nevermind uh, album. Okay. And they used it a couple of times here, and it spiked all over because people saw this movie and they wanted to know what that song was. Mm -hmm. So they started to download it and buy it and stream it and whatever else. Okay. So that's what was the, the, the big hubbub around Nirvana on I, Twitter and, and whatever else. I missed that memo. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Cause that's like kind of one of those blip things. If you, if yeah. you are paying attention to Twitter and you see Nirvana is trending right. this weekend that this movie came out. Sure. It all makes sense, but I missed that. So yeah. I was just like, what are you talking about? Headline here, the Batman boosts Nirvana song streams by 734%. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, again, very effective. It's, yes. It's dark emo Batman. <laughs> and speaking of Nirvana, uh, I saw something about Robert Pattinson. And the way he, he kind of got into this role is by listening to a bunch of Nirvana songs. In that... And and just kind of basing the character around Kurt Cobain in a way, whereas mm. Bruce Wayne as a child is a big name, yeah, and he becomes this 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 most famous orphan in the world, and you have all this all this fame but really nothing to do with it. You didn't earn this fame. No. So he's famous for being famous, right? And. What what I read was Kurt Cobain was this guy with all this talent, and he didn't really think that he deserved any of it. He it was just he couldn't handle that that kind of pressure and, and fame, mm -hmm. so he became a recluse. Yeah. So that's kind of where Robert Pattinson was was taking the character. Like I I have all of this power and money and fame and whatever else. I'm choosing not to do anything publicly, but I am trying to do something personally. Right. Well, and they say it a couple of times, like, oh, the accountants are going to be here from Wayne Enterprises. Why? Because you wouldn't go to them. I'm bringing them here. Well, and I think, the, <laughs> like, the reason why that is a thing is because he's spending all this money on his bat cave and all his bat stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was kind of an interesting touch in this one, how his bat cave is a subway station. Yeah. So it's the Wayne Terminus. It is literally an abandoned train station that is outside Wayne right. Manor. Right. And because that's why the would, bat cave. Why would anybody want to take that subway station to Wayne Manor? Because no, why would anybody go there anymore? So they exactly. probably cut it off from the rest of the subway system. Yep. 
it's an interesting way to, 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 to depict that. Yeah, that was a cool touch. Uh, there were a lot of cool little things they did that I haven't seen before in a Batman movie. So like the thing with his contact lens, he has yeah. a computerized digital thing. It's a camera. A camera that records everything he sees and mm-hmm. then he can play it back later. Yep. So that was different. I've never seen that technology in one of these movies. Uh, there's also the scene where he's escaping the police station and he has what do you, a glider suit? What oh, the yeah. fuck do you call that? I don't know what you call that. I mean, it's kind of a... It's uh, like guys who go like free diving. They yeah. what I can't remember what it's called. It's gliding. It's a gliding suit though. It like a you know a, a flying squirrel with yeah. the winged <laughs> yeah. suit thing and he just dives off a building. And also, it also inflates. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a wi- different. It's a wingsuit. A wingsuit, yeah. thank you. Uh, so that was different, and that mm-hmm. was kind of cool. But he um, also kind of biffs it on when he lands. He does. He <laughs> does not land with grace. <laughs> yeah, and I don't. I don't know. Oh, this is the other thing I wanted to get into. Um, they treat the Batman as more human in this one than any other depictions I've seen, because he gets hurt. He gets fucked up. He doesn't like get, like start bleeding or like break bones or anything like that. He gets knocked but unconscious. He, yeah, he he's not depicted as this badass superhero as much as he is in the in the other movies. Right. He's not doing anything that is out of the ordinary here. No, and he's he's like smart but not that smart. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's he's quick but not that they, quick. They all like get the get the wrong interpretation and like translation of that one word which word the spanish word oh yeah the difference between l and la right did you take spanish trent i did not i took german okay well and i don't know i think it's still the same thing in german too where there's like feminine and masculine words that's why i did not like those (laughs) i didn't like those classes oh yeah that bothered me once in uh in college i did take spanish in high school and i knew the difference between l and la and there was a restaurant a mexican restaurant near where i went to college and they used l for a word that i knew was feminine and it should have been la and it drove me crazy (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you call yourselves a Mexican restaurant. It's called marketing. I guess. People will talk about you. Uh, But yeah, you're right. He is depicted as very, very... He's new to this game. You know, they say he's been doing this for two years. Yeah. And he is very much still affected by it. So, like, he's nocturnal. He doesn't go out during the day. When he's up during the day, he wears sunglasses because he's not used to sunshine. And he is extremely pale. He's very emo, Batman. He's very emo. (laughs) He's very pale. He's got long, dark hair. Mm -hmm. I did like that they actually show him applying the eye makeup. Because this is one of those things in superhero movies you don't think about but makes a lot of sense if you put a mask on it's just a mask you could still yep. see your eyes yep all of that dark stuff around there that has to be covered up with makeup you yeah. can't just take your mask off and it's gone right. and they usually in these movies conveniently ignore that fact mm-hmm. but this is the first time where he takes it off and he's got makeup yeah, on and it's a conscious choice yeah it is it totally is and mm-hmm. i think it, it makes him more human yeah, and like his monologue about like I can't be everywhere at once. Yeah, 
And when they put up the bad signal, it's a warning. Right. So these guys should watch out, all the bad people. Yeah, he's, they say at the beginning in his monologue, they say fear is a tool. And they think that I'm hiding in the shadows. I am the shadows. I'm vengeance or whatever the <laughs> fuck. But yeah, it is a, an effective thing. Uh, so just kind of going through some of the plot points of this movie. So obviously the whole thing is the Riddler knows that there are very bad people running the city. He knows that the DA is dirty and the mayor is dirty mm-hmm. and that this is all connected. But we don't really know how he knows. We don't. And they seem to imply at the end of the movie that he was at the orphanage, at the Wayne Orphanage. Right. So this is all stemming from he he was an orphan. He was at the Wayne Orphanage that was established when Bruce Wayne's dad was running for mayor. Okay. So they cre- he created this fund, this relief fund, mm-hmm. where he says, I'm going to throw in a bunch of money into this fund. Humanitarian yep. money. Exactly. So No strings. I'm not just spending this on my campaign. I'm not just buying your votes. But whether I win or lose this mayoral race, I'm going to continue on putting money into this fund and helping the city. Right. But after he was murdered... The money kept going in there, but there wasn't any oversight over it. So guess what happened? The corrupt people who were in charge of this money started to do corrupt things with it. No! So they took away the money from the orphanage. They took away the, the money from all the good things. Yep. And you see in the city that these there's these like half-done projects all over the city. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, so there are like relief logos like Wayne Relief logos on a bunch of like buildings that are halfway built, not done. So they took the funds away from that and just put it into their pocket. Got it. No, I hadn't noticed that detail. So that's where this is coming from. Okay. They took the money out of the orphanage. I guess the orphanage burned down. I don't know how that's related, but... Um, I mean, you you clearly have uh, some budding psychopaths who came out of there. Maybe one of them started it. (laughs) Yeah, very true. Uh, so that just goes to show you, you should probably fund your orphanages. <laughs> true. It's true. And also that's just such an old fashioned, like 1900s terminology. Like you never heard orf hear orphans and yeah. orphanages anymore. Not anymore. No, they've really changed that verbiage. Yeah. Uh, so it's weird in 2022 to hear, hear Batman talking about the orphanage. <laughs> I don't know. Just a weird Weird thing. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but yeah, the Riddler, he cray, and uh, all of his, you know, methods involve a lot of duct tape. And just the simple act of him, like, pulling the duct tape <laughs> is really disturbing. And he does it many times. And he does it with gusto. He does. He does. And he wraps a lot of guys' heads up with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he beats people and he, uh, you know, kidnaps Peter Sarsgaard, who also shows up in this movie. Yes. And puts a bomb on him. So that's a whole thing. But there's just all these weird things like he cuts off the mayor's thumb and there's a bad joke about thumb drives and it's just, yeah, <laughs> he dark. He's, it's a dark movie. <laughs> like it's funny in those moments. It's, it's very dark. It's humor. also, it's clever in, you know, in that dark kind of a way mm-hmm. in that by the end, 
you realize that the Riddler was just bringing along, bringing everybody else along with him. He got the Batman. He he got the cops to do exactly what he wanted. Yes. Yeah, he's he's so smart that he doesn't need to do things for himself. Yeah. He can't do it for himself because he knows his his strength is not physical, it's yes. mental. Yes. So he gets the the Batman to do his dirty work basically. Mm-hmm. So he Bring him into him, the yeah. light so that I can shoot him. Yeah. He thinks he means it metaphorically, but the Riddler means literally bring right. him out to the street where I can see him and right. I will take him out. And right. that's what he does. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's, he's very creepy when they, when they have him on video, when he is, you know, screaming at, you know, Peter Sarsgaard, like, I'm gonna ask you three riddles and maybe you'll get to live, but then he blows him up anyway. Uh, when he is arrested and he's just, like, staring at Batman smiling. Right. Yeah, Paul Dano's a lot in this. (laughs) he, He nails it. Yes. Yes, he does. But you, you go, going back to the the scene about the bomb around his neck, he didn't say the third thing. Oh, that's right. The last thing he wanted was the informant. He wanted to know who the informant was. Right. But what the, it's not an informant. It's that they all work for Falcone. <laughs> right. There is no informant because they didn't actually bust him. No. No, it was all a ruse. It was all a fraud. And a power grab. Because everybody is in on it because there's all this money to be had. Mm-hmm. That is something that is consistent with Batman movies is this is an awful city. Yes. This is an awful, yes. awful crime-ridden city. <laughs> there is no sheen to this. It it takes place mostly at night in this universe, in this yeah. particular movie too, yes. it's the majority of this is at nighttime. Yes. The majority. And it's just a reminder at how dirty and dank and evil and corrupt this whole place yeah, is. Yeah, and part of, I mean, this isn't just this movie either. This is a lot of Batman movies because Gotham City is a shithole. It is. And, and Batman is this beacon in the dark. Mm-hmm. He's he not. Is he, the dark. <laughs> he's not. He's not a beacon of light because he's going around beating the shit out of everybody, mm-hmm. and he is there to try to rid the city of a, of as much dank as possible, while also following due process. Here, I'm gonna tie this guy up and and set you on the the steps of the uh, of the cop shop. Yep. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. Special delivery Enjoy. from the Batman. <laughs> No guns. Yeah. He doesn't use guns. He still doesn't use guns. Doesn't kill anybody. Well, but like, then again, he did kick a bunch of people off those scaffoldings, so... He did. He know. did do that. I don't know. He kicked a lot of ass. He did. But he didn't kill anybody. No, he also got shot a lot. Yes. And injured. It knocked him out a few times. Yeah. To the point he had to, like, pump himself full of what I assume was a sh- an adrenaline shot. I guess. They didn't really explain that. No, he's, like, about to pass out, and then he injects himself, and then yeah. he goes ape shit. So after, I'm assuming that was adrenaline. Getting, after getting shot in the chest with a shotgun. <gasps> yeah. Seriously. A few times. Yeah. A few times. Anyway. Uh, speaking of, like, we're kind of all over the place here, and this is... Hey, like I said, guys, this is the first time we've been doing this in, like, p- the past two weeks, so bear with us. We're a 
assuming you've seen this and you know what yeah. we're talking about. The scene <laughs> of the gunfight in the hallway. Yeah. That looks so fucking cool. Yep. So he, he kills the lights and there's guys shooting him with a machine gun and that's the only light there is. The muzzle flare from the yep. guns. That's the only light. And we've seen a scene just like this in one of, in uh, the John Wick 2. I think it was John Wick 2. One of the John, one of the John Wick movies where it's the same thing. They're in this fucking cave somewhere and all all, the only light that you see is the muzzle flare from the guns it's it's been used a few times before but it's always so effective it is a very effective move but you gotta do it right you gotta get the lighting just right uh there's a couple of other really cool shots in this so there's the scene where he goes and confronts the penguin and again it's the rain and then he's got his batmobile and this is the first time we see his big souped up uh-huh. whatever sports car he's got that's yeah. now the batmobile yeah. and they have a big chase sequence where the penguin can't get away because of the traffic so he slams on the brakes and causes a collision with a whole lot of semi trucks yeah. and there's this massive explosion mm-hmm. and Batman drives up a ramp and through the flames while the penguin is screaming, I got you, I got you. Mm -hmm. And he rolls his car, the penguin rolls his car, and there's a shot where we are seeing from the point of view of the penguin. So Mm -hmm. he's upside down, looking at the flames. Batman gets out of his Batmobile and starts fucking strolling at him. Through the rain. Through the rain. Fire in the background. His cape is billowing in the wind. Oh, God. And he's upside down. Yes. That looked awesome. That was a great (laughs) shot. That whole sequence was great. I disagree. Really? I don't think the actual chase scene was that good. Maybe not the chase, but the The finale. The finale of the chase, absolutely. The finale was good. I think the chase went on too long. It was kind of boring. There's not a lot that happened in it. I don't think it was that long, though. In in my mind. It felt quick to me. In my mind, it went on for too long. Well, fine. I don't care. We agree the finale of The Chase was amazing. Yes, it was. Bad guys walk away from explosions. Uh, Good guys (laughs) walk away from explosions. Come on. He's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. Okay, badasses walk away from explosions. (laughs) Uh, And then at the end, so of course, after they... They've captured the Riddler. He's still not done. He's planted bombs at the seawall because this is, you know, the equivalent of New York City, which is an island along the water. And he blows the seafront wall and water starts flooding the entire city. Yeah. And they go to Gotham Square Garden. Of course. A.K.A. Madison Square Garden. And they're all up on top of the, what do you call that? The, the billboard, the mega, what is that called? The Megatron. (laughs) Well, in wrestling, it's called the Titantron, I think, but. (laughs) (laughs) There's some word for it. Yeah. But the big giant fucking screen in the middle of, of the garden. Yeah. And he's on top of it. There's the shot where he's hanging off. Yeah. 
and there's kind of chaos happening below and there's people and I thought this is like a weird out of focus choice but then I remembered wait this whole building is flooding yeah so what it actually was was the waves coming in and just the wa- the light reflecting on the water it looked like this weird like floaty ethereal choice like behind him hmm. That's what it looked like at first to me. And then I was like, wait, no, that's just literally fucking water. <laughs> it is, but I think they also do some camera tricks there. But it looked cool. Like, it didn't yeah. look like water flooding it. It looked like a weird stylistic choice. Sure. And then once I figured out what it was, it made a whole lot more sense. I just, like, taken out of the movie for just a second because I was like, why is, like, he surrounded by weird waves? <laughs> I, I don't really get, I don't really remember seeing a lot of that. It was specifically when he was, like, hanging yeah. on and Catwoman, like, came in and rescued him or something. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's also the fact that he's been shot multiple times. Right. Um, and speaking of Catwoman, we haven't really talked a whole lot about Catwoman. No, we haven't. So let's talk about uh, Zoe Kravitz. Yes. So she shows up as a waitress yeah. at, working the at the club. Working at the Falcone Club. Yeah. And she is there. Again, it's kind of unclear, like, if she is working there, if she, if she, by choice, if she is infiltrating. So they're kind of yeah, vague about it. Yeah, we don't really it. know at the time. We do find out by the end. Yeah, but we... She's got ulterior motives here, yes. but she's worked her way to the point where everybody trusts her mm-hmm. and she's got access. Yes, she's working in this club, mm-hmm. but she's also a safe cracker. <laughs> yeah. And a cat burglar, because why not? Yes. But she also has a thing about uh, stray cats and has like s- seven of them in her apartment. <laughs> yes. She's a cat lady. She is a cat lady. Uh, but yeah, she's she's a badass. She shows yep. up at Rex's shop once in a while. Mm-hmm. She's trying to protect her friend who uh, was involved in in the shit. I don't really know. Like she yeah, was she with also, the mayor. She also worked there. Yeah. And Falcone is Catwoman's dad. Yes. But I'm a little unclear. Does he, he knows this. No, he does not know that Selena is his daughter because when her mother was murdered by whoever, they don't actually really get into it. When her mother was murdered, she was taken away by social services at seven years old and he didn't care. He let it happen. Okay. So he wouldn't remember her, his, his seven year old daughter, what she's going to look like as an adult. Cause clearly he wouldn't have paid much attention. Okay. I just, that was the, the little piece that I was a little unclear about. Like if he did or did not know. He did not. That that was his daughter. But he remembers that he had a daughter, but not her. Okay. He, he never recognized her. Okay. Because at the very end, when she pulls a gun on him, uh, he she says, hi, dad. And then she says, I was so-and-so's daughter. And then he realizes it. Hmm. Okay. But during it, no, he had no idea. Gotcha. But yeah, she's she gets to, to get involved and helps Batman, like, infiltrate and get information. Yep. yep. And they kind of have a little moment or two and then they go their separate ways. But she's also kind of, she's not so conflicted about fucking people. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> she goes in, guns blazing, ready to kill this guy, and Batman's trying to talk her out of it. Yeah, and that's kind of what. And the she cat- only she only fails because she misses. Yeah, and that's just what the the Catwoman character is. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I think her character was a little different than a lot of the other ones. Like this movie is very very modern. Yes. In that people have cell phones. Uh, the technology is up to date. Uh, there's social media. There's all the things that we have okay, today. The Riddler streams and he's on the dark web. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. So there are a couple of moments where actually Zoe Kravitz put this in herself. This was her ad libs and they kept it in the movie. Okay. Where she's talking about all these white privileged rich billionaires. That's a Zoe Kravitz line. Interesting. Yes. And at the end, she says something about, like, CEO hedge fund billionaires. Like, this guy and this guy and this guy and Bruce Wayne and his father. So that's another improvised line? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. Bringing it into the the today's vernacular. Fair. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so... She plays a fairly significant role in this movie. Uh, She doesn't get to be, like... It's weird. Like, they don't exactly call her Catwoman. No. But they do. Like, she refers to herself as the... Like, she says the bat and the cat. Yeah. She has a thing for cats. She has long, creepy nails. They barely say Batman in this movie. He says, I'm vengeance, like, five times. I don't even know how he knew her name was Selina. Because when he was at her apartment, he picks up a piece of mail that says past due. It's That's a bill that's got her name on it. Oh, I didn't see that. Yes. Okay. Yes. See, He's a detective, Betsy. There's so much to pay attention to that sometimes I miss the obvious things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to work on the overall big mystery. Like, no, he picks up then, a piece of mail with her name on it. And I can't figure out something obvious. <laughs> sometimes I'm stupid. <laughs> I'm so busy wondering like, well, what's the Riddler up to and who is he and how does he know all this that I don't, you know, oh, her name's on mail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a genius, guys. This is why you're here for my my dramatic insight. <laughs> okay, so there was one thing I wanted to ask about because uh, again, they're they're clearly setting this up so that they can make more of these. Yep. And Batman's a big universe, just like Marvel is a big universe. DC has a lot of content to draw from. Yeah. So we see the Riddler. In Arkham, Mm -hmm. and there's somebody in the cell next to him. Yeah. They're talking to him, Mm -hmm. and we get a little bit of a glance, but not a very good one. My assumption is that's one of two people, but I'm not sure which one, so you tell me which one you thought it was. Was that supposed to be the Joker or Two-Face? I think it's the Joker. I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'm leaning to it was the Joker, but they kind of show this Part of a face. You can only see him in profile. He also says the word clown. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. See, again, not paying attention. (laughs) Well, and think about this. I don't know if this has anything to do with it whatsoever, but the very first scene where Batman is introduced and there's all these kids, the young men, who are like kidnapping this person and is going to beat the shit out of him. Yeah. They're all wearing... Like, kind of clown makeup. Yeah, they're a gang. Yeah. 
Yeah. So is is that a a portion of what the Joker is doing? I have no idea. I kind of was assuming that too, and clearly this was like a a uh, a gang initiation because the other kid only had half of his face painted. Yeah. So he's clearly got to to join the gang. He's got to do some violence. Right. And they were trying to get him to do it. Yeah. So that he can get into the gang. Sure. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna assume that was the Joker, and those are probably some fringe element of that. Yeah. Who was that? Uh, I actually had to look him up. Uh, he is a guy I've only ever seen in like maybe one or two things. We've seen him in the Eternals. His name is Barry Keegan. Okay. So I don't remember which character he's. I don't remember. He's what... the one who does the mind control. Is he like a Loki type? I, I think his name his name is kind of like Loki. Something like that. In, in the Eternals. Yeah. So he's that guy. Now, is he actually going to be playing the Joker in, in, a, in, in an upcoming The Batman movie? I have no idea. But at the very least, he was playing that character in the cell. Okay. Whether he's the Joker or not, that's him. Okay. Well, there we go. They like I said, they've greenlit the Batman two. Yeah. Will we just call it the Batman? <laughs> no, because there's only one Betsy. Well, uh, there's like seven, but whatever. No, it'd be the Bat- I beg to be the Batmans. <laughs> oh, the Batmans. Okay. Yes. So the Batmans, uh, we may or may not get the Joker. Uh, if it's anything like this. Uh, it's going to be another iteration of the Joker that's probably going to give me some kind of nightmares because <laughs> this yeah. was really unnerving, as I keep saying. Well, and like we did watch the Joker. We did. We did watch that. And we I, I liked it a lot more than you. We didn't cover it for the podcast, obviously, but it got nom- nominated for an Oscar that year. So we were under obligation to watch it. Right. You did not like it because. No, here's the thing. I I did. But also, I hated it because it's like, what is the point of this movie? Are we supposed to feel bad for the Joker? Because it was working. But I was also deeply disturbed by it. And yeah, it's just kind of left me scratching my head a little bit. It's just like, not was something I, suppo- I... Like the question you were asking, was I supposed to like this? Like Was him. I supposed to enjoy... Specifically the Joker. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker. Am I supposed to feel bad for the Joker? Am I supposed to like the Joker? And it was just one of those movies where I don't really feel the need to revisit it yeah. very frequently or if ever again. I don't yeah. know. And the Joker, again, is one of those hit and miss characters because he's such an iconic figure in pop culture that everybody kind of wants to take a crack at him. Yeah. And it doesn't always work. Like Jared Leto, a lot See of people Jared Leto. a lot of people have said they have some feelings about that. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, we haven't watched any of those movies, so I can't we we can't really say much about it, but uh, most people have said he did a bad job. Yeah. And then, you know, you watched the original Batman, the yeah. Tim Burton one. Yeah. That movie is more about the Joker. It's more about Jack Nicholson than it is Batman. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It might be amazing. It might fall flat. It might at least be disturbing. Like, the Riddler in this is disturbing. Yeah. 
So we'll see well, what and, they can do with the Joker. Much like Batman Begins, like the Scarecrow is disturbing. Yes. So there's a lot of that just kind of baked into the pie when it comes to Batman villains. They're kind of fucked up. They're a lot more fucked up than a lot of other like superhero stuff. They have a genuine asylum villains. that they all live in yeah. for the criminally insane. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and again, they set up like all of this for a sequel. They're, they were kind of betting on the fact that there's going to be a sequel to this movie. Yeah. Because they kept on saying, kind of like the way they set up uh, The Dark Knight with the third one. They mm-hmm. said, hey, we're going to hunt you down. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. They're, yeah, they're setting it up for a third one. In this one, they're saying, well, there's going to be a power vacuum. Falcone is dead. Yep. We got the penguin still out there. He's going to try to take over. He's standing in Falcone's office. Mm-hmm. when we leave him they're still gonna have to rebuild the entire city who knows what's gonna happen to this money that has just kind of been free-flowing for for years now 20 years they said yeah. 20 years it has been to the week that uh bruce wayne's parents were killed yep and they make the comment that's how long falcone has been the mayor quote-unquote yeah <laughs> right he's had the city under his thumb right so yeah it's it's setting up all the pieces uh, I thought this was really well executed. I thought it was very interesting. The mystery was compelling. Yeah. The, it, again, I don't know if this is from the source material or it's just for the sake of the story, we're changing the story a little bit, but I thought it was all done really effectively. So I get why people liked this. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is yeah. a good movie. <laughs> it is. It is a fantastic movie. Uh, I, I am very interested in, in, in seeing where they go with this, but what I'm concerned about, not that I care, but what I'm concerned about is how many DC universes do we need? Right. Like we had the Joker that is not connected to anything else. No, nothing. We have all the suicide squad and offshoots from yeah, that. We have suicide squad to- and the suicide squad. Which is the same thing, but different things. Uh-huh. And then you've got, like, the Justice League. But then you also have Zack Snyder's The Justice Justice League. Yeah, his cut. Whatever the fuck. But then this is a different Batman yeah. than that Batman. This, that universe this, is the same universe, but it's different. This universe keeps, keeps getting getting pulled and pulled and pulled apart, where, like, there's, there's just no through line for any of it. No. Now... That's okay until they try to tie it all together. I just don't want them to. I, I don't I want them to. Not. They can't. They shouldn't. No, the the reason the Nolan trilogy for Batman works is because they are just their own thing. Yeah. He was the first one to say, fuck it, I'm making a dark Batman. <laughs> and it killed. And yeah, but this Those is even. movies are revered. But this movie is even darker than that Batman. It is. And it's risky. It is yeah. risky because like you said, this could be the first Batman that some people have seen. Yeah. This is not the hero Batman that kids should be rooting for. 
but isn't he? By the end, he's picking up kids and like helping the mayor out, of the, the out end, of the thing. At the end, sure. At the end, yes. He also what? goes a little nuts and almost beats a guy to death. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's still growing his Batman. He's only done this for a couple <laughs> of years. He's got to figure some things out. Uh-huh. And now he's got all this new like information about his father and his family. And he's kind yeah. of, he's going through some things. Yeah. Maybe he should like just you see said, a therapist. Like I don't said, know. He is, he is young. Like, this is the youngest Batman we've seen. Which is not entirely true, because I would be willing to bet if I go and look at how old Christian Bale was, he's a similar age to Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson's only a year I younger guess. than me. I guess. So Robert Pattinson is, you know, 36 this year. You know, by the time we get to other Batman... He'll be middle-aged, just about, (laughs) depending on how long he makes these. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't had, like, a straight-up, like, 25-year-old Batman before. Robert Pattinson just strikes you as younger We haven't had the equivalent of a Tom Holland playing Spider-Man as a teenager. No, because Batman's a man. Batman was never a child. Batman has always been a grown-ass man. Yeah. I hope we get more of the... The old Batman eventually. I know he exists in the comics, like an elder, like an elderly, quote unquote. Well, like I guess that's kind of that's kind of what the the Ben Affleck Batman is. Really, that is a seasoned Batman. Oh, okay. Well, one day maybe we'll get to it. We keep talking about the DC universe and how yeah. we kind of don't care. Like I'm curious, but I also am just like, oh, that's I a lot wanna, of time to that, invest. I, yeah, I just don't want to make the commitment because I just think I'm going to be disappointed. And d- just with the reviews of those movies as a whole, I just don't yeah. want to spend. The I time. know they're trying to make a DC universe, and it's it's just hasn't happened. No. So the why should I? The why should I make the, Yeah. Why should I make the investment? No. In your series when you're not even doing a good job with it. No, the one-offs are just better. It's yeah. just a fact, guys. This movie, one-off. Great. Yeah, and we'll see what happens in the future. Well, there we go. So that's that's what we've got to say today about the Batman. Uh, Trent, do we have any emails today? Uh, yeah, we got an email from Stephanie about our episode, uh, Coyote Ugly. That's a movie we watched. Which, by the way... Uh, Betsy and I went to uh, a city where there actually was a Coyote Ugly bar. Yes. It was not open, sadly. We went during the day and yeah. it didn't open for six hours. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were in it. it we, for our vacation, we were in Denver and they had one there. So anyway, about Coyote Ugly from Stephanie. And of course, this was back during Betsy's birthday week. So she says, happy Betsy's birthday to us all. <laughs> Uh, holy crap, this movie was a staple of every single sleepover I went to in middle school and probably high school too. It was like Coyote Ugly, 10 Things I Hate About You, and She's All That on a repeat. That's a that's a solid lineup, and you've those, seen two out of the those three. Are the, those are two movies we have covered on this on this show, and I haven't seen the other one either. Ah, uh, Trent. Oh, my. Anyway. I day. totally had the soundtrack and listened to it for years. Great driving music. The boyfriend was super hot. Oh, man, that accent. And I have no memory of that ending. Gross. Very disappointing when there was such a celebratory scene to end it, uh, to, to end it on like 30 seconds earlier. 
Overall, I still love it. Love you guys from Superfan Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. Yes, that was a weird, disappointing ending that I also didn't remember until we watched it. And why would you, like, criticize the ending there? Because the entire movie prior to that was great. Well, I'm glad you liked the rest of the movie. Yeah. So there you go. Well, if you guys have some thoughts about Coyote Ugly or the Batman or the DC Universe or anything else, you can reach out to us like Superfan Stephanie. Email us at neverseenitpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, neverseenit underscore pod. Sometimes Betsy will treat out funny things and things about movies and anniversaries. There's a lot of anniversaries happening all the time. That's right. You can also support the show by clicking the link in the podcast description. Uh, you can throw us a buck on Anchor if you wish. If you can't do that, no big deal. Just share us with your friends, rate us on iTunes, and do all the things that we always say. And yeah, that's it. <laughs> so yes, that's it for The Batman. Uh, we'll be back again in another few days with another movie. Until yep. that time, my name is Betsy. And my name's Trent. And this has been Never Seen It. We thank you for listening. Bye-bye.